Hey, welcome to James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, the podcast where I try to hear every song that has ever existed. And guys, we are just about a week away from Christmas. It is so hard to believe. Uh, it has been such a crazy year. It, we're still in March, right? No, but uh, yeah. So guys, uh, this week I spoke with the musician, aka Nora, about Christmas music. Uh, she just put out a great new Christmas song called Can't Wait for Christmas Day that is available on all streaming platforms. We uh, got Got on a Zoom call, we talked about some of our favorite Christmas songs, uh, some classic, some not as well known, some very specific covers, and it's overall a very good chat. It's a lot of fun, uh, you know, so many great songs for us to get into. And we talked about her new song, which uh, is so great, and I I really hope that you go and give it a listen uh, after you hear a snippet of it in this podcast. Uh, but guys, before we get into it, please follow a aka Nora on Instagram. She is also known as underscore Nora. Uh, that's Nora, N-O-R-A, on Instagram. Uh, and check out Can't Wait for Christmas Day. It is on all streaming platforms. I listen to it on Apple Music. I'm sure it's on Spotify too. Uh, and then follow me on Instagram at James P. Crowley. Follow me on Twitter at James P. Crowley 68 or TikTok at James P. Crowley there. Uh, and yeah, guys, let's get into the audio and I hope you have a Merry Christmas. So let's hop right into it with, so uh, before we get into the playlists and stuff, usually I ask people what type of music they listen to, but since you're a musician, can you kind of explain your, like describe your music a little bit, uh, maybe talk about your influences or something? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I guess, and you'll probably notice when you hear uh, <laughs> all of the Christmas songs that I picked. But um, I definitely grew up in like an old school house where we were listening to a lot of like Celine Dion, Aretha Franklin, uh, Barbara Streisand, the classics, but with a mix of, you know, like my dad's rock, um, yeah. and, you know, Bruce Springsteen and all of that. And honestly, I've kind of just always been stuck in that sort of generation. It's kind of rare for me to listen to new music unless it's something that really captivates me, which is why I'd say a lot of like my more current musical influences are definitely like the real singer singers, like the Demi Lovato's and the Adele and Louis Capaldi and songwriters Ed Sheeran. So I feel like it's a, it's this strange cultivation of old and new and classic and things that are just nodding towards classical, but mostly inspired by like those old school, I mean, Christina Aguilera, of course, yeah. and, and all that. So definitely more of like a classical, not classical, but classic influence. Um, and then infused with the new. Absolutely. And it's, it's so funny that, you know, just as you were, uh, referencing those i was like oh i hear each and every one of those in <laughs> this single yeah uh, and is this your this is your first single like released across streaming services right that yeah we're get into? yeah uh it's it wasn't supposed to be like that but <laughs> that was kind of just what happened it's what happens when you write a christmas song uh you know three weeks before christmas <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely. Well, so before we get into that, the playlist we're doing today is Christmas songs. So before we transition into uh, your song and then the playlist, mm-hmm. um, what was kind of your approach to the playlist and uh, like selecting Christmas songs and things <laughs> for it? All right. So you should know that the last thing I listened to before diving into my playlist was actually your podcast with Frankie on the songs Uh, that like make you laugh, even though they're not (laughs) supposed to. So I kind of just like had that in the back of my head while I was looking for the versions of the songs that I knew I wanted. Most of them are just like the classic songs that mean Christmas to me. You know what I mean? Like these are the songs that when I think of Christmas, I hear this soundtrack playing in my head. Um, But also some that just have that bring up like fun memories and, and kind of uh, just, yeah, make me think of Christmas memories I've had with my family over the years. Um, so some of them strike chords with personal memories and others just really set the tone for Christmas. And then there's a couple in there that kind of made me chuckle. So I just thought it would be fun to throw uh, them in. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I think I can kind of guess some of those, I think, but like, <laughs> it, it, it's so funny that, <laughs> that that kind of played a, a factor in your approach. Um, it but, totally did. <laughs> but I definitely think that a lot, a lot of the time people with Christmas music kind of tend to lean towards like the nostalgic and things that kind of make them think of those songs that they, they loved growing up and stuff too, just because I feel like there hasn't been like a new classic Christmas song since totally. All I Want for Christmas is You. <laughs> Absolutely. And I was actually saying this because I, you know, when you sent your list over, I was looking at the songs and I was like, I actually think that looking at people's like favorite Christmas songs might tell a little bit more about who they are as a person, as opposed to just like their favorite songs in general, because we kind of all have like the same selection of like, these are the Christmas songs that everyone listens to but there's all these different versions so the ones that you pick out really set the tone for like that's kind of your style and who you are as a person as opposed to just like you know having totally opposing tastes in music and genres absolutely it's so fun because we actually we did pretty well in not having many of like the same songs just by different artists yeah yeah um because I did do a Christmas episode last year, and I think that there were like some more crossovers in that episode. And, okay. Like, this kind of that also kind of played a factor in my list, where I'm like, okay, I can't, <laughs> I don't want to repeat any songs I'd use. Yeah. And there weren't any, I don't think. Um, but so it's like one of those things where like it's like okay, now I'm just kind of like going into like what's a cool version and an interesting version totally. or something that I can pick out and it, you're 100% right because there's every there's so many different like ways you could do this but like every artist kind of puts their own spin on the classics yeah um, I originally had a um like a heavy metal version of Santa Claus is coming to town. That okay. I cut, but I was <laughs> like, I was like, that would totally like influence the mood where that's a song everyone knows, but then you have like Alice Cooper, like mm-hmm. barking it and mm-hmm. it would be very strange. <laughs> but that's like kind of the cool thing too with Christmas music is it, it's like 
almost all Christmas music is is just at such a malleable point when it comes into the world because it's really just jingle bells set to like a random melody. So like yeah. anybody can cover the songs and make them totally different and it might play to your your taste more or you might push it away more. <laughs> 100%. That's one of those things. And I could be getting the song wrong, but I think it is this. There's like a Michael Buble cover of All I Want for Christmas is You. Yeah. Where it slows it down. Yep. And I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> because I prefer that song being like upbeat. Like anyone could do that. You just have to keep the tempo. Exactly. That's the thing. It's like you you can, you really like, there's so malleable Christmas songs. So anyone from Michael Buble up to Mariah Carey and everything in between can change it and you're like oh this totally suits me or i i want to burn this this is garbage (laughs) absolutely (laughs) um and like so many people just have there are so many artists that just release christmas album after christmas album yeah so there's some artists that like have mariah carey's the perfect example where she has that market cornered (laughs) oh my gosh we just watched the um the like Mariah Carey Christmas special. I it, it didn't come out this year. I want to say it was from like 10 years ago, but I might even be wrong in that. Um, but it is just kind of like, you know, Mariah Carey puts like a big old Mariah Carey stamp on everything. Uh, and to be totally honest, I feel like other than All I Want for Christmas is You, I kind of didn't want to even listen to the other ones because they were like too Mariah Carey. <laughs> I keep thinking I should go and listen. I don't think I've ever listened to that album in full. And I think that I should. But like, it's, it's, I mean, you could see from my playlist that Mariah Carey probably wouldn't (laughs) be my vibe. She didn't exactly fit in with the other things on there. (laughs) Um, But let's, let's hop into it. First, uh, let's talk about your song, Can't Wait for Christmas Day. I have a few questions about it, but can you kind of tell me a little bit about it just right off the bat? Totally. So um, Can't Wait for Christmas Day is a song that I I literally wrote. I mean, um, the way that like releasing music works is you you record it, obviously do all the things, but when you're ready to put it up and out into the world, it's got to go through kind of like a processing um, time period. And usually they say to give that like three or four weeks, but I was like, we need to get this up for Christmas. I wrote it and had it up, um, for the distributors to put out. So two weeks to the date that everyone else heard it 
was when I wrote it originally. Oh, wow. So, so it was super relevant is, is the point. Um, I was just literally sitting on my couch in my living room and thinking like, wow, Christmas is so weird this year um, with the pandemic and just all the restrictions. And um, I, I just was literally thinking like, it's going to be so strange without my parents, without my cousins and the way that I usually do Christmas. And all of those feelings then turned into, you know, but at least I have people, at least I'm going to stop by my parents' house. And then I started thinking about the people who didn't have anyone. And I honestly went into a place of, you know, like the, like, I was just thinking of like old, old people and like an old folks home and how like they can't see anybody. Um, so it was really just like this, this very relevant feeling of Christmas without you. The first line of the song is Christmas time without you could never feel the same. And that probably summarizes the whole song and just the feeling of, you know, we all have our Christmas traditions. So though this whole year has been so weird, I think it's going to be just that much more like reinforced, um, you know, Christmas time without the people or without the things or without the traditions that we're all really used to. Um, and so that was just kind of where it started. And I, I wanted it to be vague in the sense that it could be a, you know, Christmas without your love, uh, you know, like a breakup Christmas right. song. Well, that was going to be my first question. It like feels like a breakup song. Yeah. Um, it feels like a breakup song or also, you know, kind of depending on how you look at it, it could be almost like a memorial sort yeah. of song, like losing someone and then, you know, just having to go through the holidays without them. Totally. So those were two feelings that 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 it gave me, uh, depending on when I was listening to yeah. it. Yeah, well, I'm so glad that that came across because I I genuinely, I mean, a lot of times when I'm writing a song, I'll I'll try to just think about like the feeling that I want it to evoke rather than the the things that I want it to say. So I would always much rather the song overall to convey a feeling than me say something to directly make you feel something. So I'm glad that that worked, but I certainly, when I was writing it, I was thinking of like a music video that never wound up coming to be, which is like a whole long story, but the music video was supposed to be, um, this, it was supposed to be really sad, uh, (laughs) but it was supposed (laughs) to be like an older man going through a photo album of Christmas's past with his love and his, you know, his wife and all the years leading up to 2020 and then getting to 2020 and the photo album is empty and he shuts the book and he's alone and his grandkids can't be there. And then just like this sweet little old man pouring himself a nice cup of hot chocolate and sitting on his roof and waiting for Santa, hoping his wife's going to be in the sleigh. That's really sweet (laughs) and really sad. uh, Um. (laughs) But yeah, that was kind of just like, you know, I, I wanted it to feel like it could be, again, just that breakup or just not being with the people that you love and whether that's because they're not with us anymore or just because we're all trying to be safe this year. Yeah. It's so funny to some extent that you mentioned that it was kind of inspired by the pandemic and the fact that so many people can't see their loved ones because yeah. of it. Um, just because going into this, I was also thinking, um, 
oh, th- there's 100% some sort of COVID Christmas song that's been released. Um, <laughs> I know I've gotten like press releases from different people being like, oh, hey, first quarantine Christmas song of the year. Yeah. I've been dreading those just yeah. because, you know, I'm kind of expecting like Santa Claus is wearing a face mask and totally, you know, I'm so totally. glad that it actually makes me <laughs> very happy that this was a like COVID Christmas song that I did not think it was a COVID Christmas song Yes, I first heard it. (laughs) Well, and that was the thing too, was like, you know, Christmas songs, as we were saying there, they become traditions, you listening to them. So I certainly didn't want it to be like, and this is a song that you can only listen to until the pandemic is over. (laughs) You don't want it to be like a novelty. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, I want this. I, I really wanted it to feel timeless like the christmas songs that i've always loved um and i didn't want anything to be like kitschy or 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 too christmassy about it i i wanted it to feel like a song that happened to be about christmas and that just kind of gave you all the warm and fuzzies (laughs) absolutely those are always like kind of my favorite christmas songs that are aren't directly christmas songs or could be you know played any other time of year and like you could kind of get away with it totally I think that's so funny too because we I think we both feel that way like based on the songs that you and I both kind of selected but in in totally different ways which is cool too but I definitely like I I love when a song just feels like a song that you should have a fireplace in front of you when you're listening to but doesn't necessarily mean that you have to play it at Christmas time. Like it could be totally appropriate the week before Thanksgiving. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the last thing I wanted to ask, and you kind of touched on it a little bit. Did you mean to, did you kind of set out to write a Christmas song or it just kind of <laughs> came to you and you're like, this kind of works as a Christmas song? So it literally, it, it was very much just me sitting on my couch. Um, when in the beginning of like the whole quarantine, I, I got a guitar um, hoping to do something with it. And I'm so glad that I did because it's been like a daily ritual for me to just sit on my couch and, and learn new chords. And as I learn them, kind of see if I can think of any melodies to go with it. And then I usually just sing what's on my mind. Um, and it, and it starts as, you know, something like a fleeting emotion of, again, that, like, you know, Christmas time without you could never feel the same. Um, So I don't think I ever meant for it to turn into anything, but it was funny as it evolved. I have this routine now of I'll sit on my couch and, and these words are coming out that I'm thinking, Hmm, this might be relatable. (laughs) (laughs) And I run into, um, the office where my, my boyfriend is usually working and I'm like, can I run this past you? And he goes, Hmm, that's kind of good. Uh, but I didn't expect it to really be anything, especially because it was already the last week of, you know, the last weeks of November when I wrote it, but I I recorded it on my phone and I sent it over to my dad, which I don't usually do. And he called me up and he's like, ha ha, that's a song, my (laughs) dear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then he was kind of funny because he had a little input. Um, And really the, the craziest thing about this song is that 
everything that you hear, the music, the lyrics, everything was completely self-made and self-produced. And I had never done that before. So it literally was just like, hey, this Christmas song is is a Christmas song, which means it's got to get out after Thanksgiving and before Christmas. Yeah. So let's see if we can make it happen. And I literally used GarageBand on my computer for the first <laughs> time and artificially like made all the music and everything. And we recorded it in our office. We got like a new little microphone set up and... <laughs> um, <laughs> mixed it and mastered it here and and it was just all one big first and so no i was not planning on writing a christmas song but it was just one of those things that like once i wrote it i felt like i had to share it um definitely so yeah i mean by no means did i ever expect my debut single as an artist to be a christmas song (laughs) (laughs) Uh, especially when i've been like busy in the studio working on my actual debut single (laughs) right um but i just felt like it was it was right and it had to happen and i'm so glad that it did (laughs) um not to put pressure on you but when so you said that you've been in the studio working on mm-hmm. um, a non-Christmas debut single. Yes. <laughs> um, when can when can people kind of expect that if they listen in and like um, can't wait for Christmas Day and then are looking forward to hearing more from you? I really hope um, people would like to hear more because it's actually should be about mid-January that the um, actual non-Christmas debut single will be out um, and quickly followed by uh, my debut EP, um, hopefully in March time. So cool. yeah, the next single, it's, it's called Done Loving With I Love Yous. Um, and it's like, it, it's, it's done. It's actually ready to go. We're recording the music video for it this weekend. Oh, awesome. So cool. yeah, just gotta get it all up <laughs> and out into the world. No, oh, thanks. I'm excited for everyone to hear it too. <laughs> cool. Well, so let's hop into the playlist. Yeah. Um, with your first pick, which was "This Christmas" by Jess Glenn. Hang all the mistletoe. I'm gonna get to know you better. This Christmas, and as we trim the tree. How much fun it's gonna be together This Christmas Fireside is blazing bright We're caroling Yes. Or Glenn. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that I right. I think it's Glenn. <laughs> Glenn. Um, this one, admittedly, on your playlist was the one I probably listened to the least because it wasn't av- readily available on my streaming service. Yep. <laughs> um, but it was definitely, it was one that I wasn't familiar with at all. Like, I don't even know the original, but I really enjoyed this arrangement. So yeah. can you tell me a little bit more about it? So, um, for starters, Jess Glynn is such a cool artist from the UK. Um, if you don't know her music, you probably do um, and just don't realize it. But she, I really discovered her when she opened up for the Spice Girls uh. in London um, last, last year now. Um, I went to Wembley Stadium in London to see the Spice Girls and she opened up for them. So she's been on my radar ever since. 
And she put out this Christmas song, which I think is, I think it was originally by Donny Osmond. Um, um, that would that's kind of what I think. It's credited to Donny Hathaway. Okay, maybe that's what it is. Might be a stage name for, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, but I knew I had heard the song before and I love her version because she didn't really change it that much. Um, she just kind of gave it that little extra flair that I think just brings it right into current day. And I just yeah. think it's such a fun song. Like if I was 16, I'd say it's a bop. But... <laughs> yeah, it has this great, like, lush instrumental to it that's kind of jazzy, but is very, like, R&B inspired. Totally. I feel like it's so timeless. Like, I feel like my my family would listen to that around Christmas year after year and not even realize that it's, like, a totally current song. Yeah, definitely. It kind of, I feel like that's kind of something that a lot of people try to do with the Christmas songs is try to make them timeless and it's sort of like with yours it also didn't necessarily granted there's a lot of lyrical references to Christmas now that I'm reading along (laughs) but like instrumentally it doesn't like necessarily strike me as like a viciously Christmas song totally you know it's not like oh there's all these sleigh bells jingling (laughs) yeah yeah that's the, oh yeah, that, that's kind of my least favorite thing. But no, it, yeah. it's totally just, I, if you listen to the rest of her music too, it really sits well with like her genuine like personality as an artist. So I just thought it was like the perfect fit for her. And I was kind of shocked that it's not a more well-known song. Yeah, because I admittedly can't, I'm going to have to scope out the original because I don't, like I said, I don't know the original at all. And I think at least kind of in terms of this version in particular, I think just because it's, uh, it's not, I don't think it's on Spotify. I know it's not on Apple Music. I think it was sponsored by Amazon. So it's probably on Amazon Music, but I only noticed that when I sent it to you too. (laughs) (laughs) yeah but I like it's still on YouTube and things like that and like the music video itself I only watched part of the video but it's like fun and upbeat and kind of silly kind of (laughs) wild yeah (laughs) let's keep on rolling along into my first song which was Away in a Manger by David Bazan Away in a Manger No which is a very, the kind of opposite feeling. (laughs) As was most of the music then. (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, I, you know, it's so funny just because I had kind of picked this song. I'd forgotten about Away in a Manger for a long time. And I'd kind of forgotten that David Bazan had a Christmas album. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know how familiar you are with like, weird obscure early aughts emo acts <laughs> you know it's not my usual yeah. <laughs> but um david bazan was in a band called um pedro the lion who okay. kind of they were kind of interesting because 
they were like a Christian band that was very like inspired by other emo artists of that time. And then David Bazan had a crisis of faith. And um, as far as I know, now is an atheist. Um, <laughs> what a what a wild ride it's been. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so he has this Christmas album that has all these sort of sullen takes on these classic Christmas oh. songs. Um, and I really kind of, you know, as like a lapsed Catholic myself, mm-hmm. I really, it, I still really love a lot of like the traditional hymns and Christmas yes. music that I grew up with just because those were, you know, went, for years music and the church really went hand in hand. And I think that a lot of early Christmas songs, all the ones that are about Jesus, you know, have their origins in the church. And Mm -hmm. those, you know, still stand as most of my favorites. Mm -hmm. So just hearing David Bazan put his own sort of sad, downtrodden twist on this really kind of resonated with me. And he had a few, he had, you know, there were so many from that album that I could have picked. he did like a version of Jingle Bells that was very sad. I, so I actually, I'll have to listen to it because I think this might've been my favorite like version of a song like on your list and pretty much exactly like the same reasons you were saying how it kind of just has those like deep like roots, but he, it, I like stuff that when you're listening to it, you don't realize almost what you're listening to. Yeah. And I feel this like could have passed as any like a normal. Yeah. Yeah. But when you really, you know, think it's it's a way in a major, like it's <laughs> that's <Yeah>. religion. <laughs> so I like that it's passable. That's actually I also I, I kind of like um when like Christian rock or like any sort of like those like Christian bands have a sound that's just so nothing that you would ever associate with like oh, Christian music. So I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand with, I just feel, I find that really fascinating and like intriguing, I guess is the word. There are so many bands that I like that use a lot of Christian imagery that Mm -hmm. aren't Christian bands, but to some extent, I feel like those kind of speak more to the actuality of faith than a lot of the bands that will just kind of sing, I love Jesus over and over. Totally. I, I feel like it's like, I don't know. I I like an uplifting message wrapped up in like a kind of creepy bow. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Or or just something like that disguises it. I want to be tricked into being an uplifted spiritual person. (laughs) That was, um, there was a, I used to like love like Christian metalcore, which was guys just literally screaming yeah. about just like, you know, I love Jesus, you know. Totally. Like, oh, this is my shit. I love this so much. But that's, it's so intriguing. I, yeah. I just, I don't know. And like personally as a songwriter, I always find this like weird, you know, there's just this interesting that happens again when I'm like talking about like, you know, wanting to create a vibe or like make the listener feel something. And then like in conjunction with the words that I'm saying, I like when there's like a little bit of a contradiction, um, you know, like one of the songs on my EP is uh, it's, I call it my like feel good song about not feeling so good. And it's funny because it's upbeat and uplifting, but if you listen to the lyrics, 
you're like, this is, this is really some dark stuff. <laughs> but yeah. I like this, the songs that, again, like that uplifting sort of spirit, but you don't really know what you're listening to. Yeah. That's I just, like the, that's like probably my favorite pop music trick where it's like, hey, this is a really sad song, but it's upbeat. Yeah. I, but you know what? It, it winds up being so much more interesting and like something that I would go back and listen to rather than just like gloss over as like, that was a good song. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I actually totally would like go listen to um, the rest of that Christmas album just out of curiosity of the different like approaches he takes to happy Christmas songs. <laughs> I, I recommend it. There's one song that I'd almost picked, which it's just called All I Want for Christmas. Okay. It's kind of a subversion on the all I want for Christmas is you trope where he's he just kind of like lists different things without really saying much and he's just like peace on earth you know and like Mm -hmm. all but they're kind of wrapped in this depressing bear tone (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that one was one that almost got put on but didn't that's so funny that just reminded me of have you heard the um the version of All I Want for Christmas is You, but it's Creep by Radiohead. I feel like I must have come across that at some point, but I can't say that I know it off the top of my head. It's super disturbing, but it's totally worth listening to. But that I'm just made me think Google of it. That. <laughs> you I'm should. Pull up a tab for that. But um, let's keep on rolling on into your next pick which was Zat You, Santa Claus by Louis Armstrong. I'm preparing for some Christmas sharing, but I pause because Hang in my stocking, I can hear knocking Zat You, Santa Claus Sure is dark out, ain't the slightest spark out Upon my clacking jaw Who's there, who is it, uh, stopping for a visit? Is that you, Santa Claus? Um, yeah. Do you have you heard this song like I prior have not. to? Oh my gosh! So, I don't understand. I I grew up. All right. So growing up, every like Christmas season, um, sometimes on Christmas Eve, sometimes before, when we would decorate our Christmas tree. My mom had this, you know, like bundle of CDs and it was like the Christmas deluxe edition library. And so that's probably why my Christmas music taste (laughs) is what it is. But um, we'd listen to it when we were decorating the tree and this song would come on and I had a field day with it. I am a huge Louis Armstrong fan. I just think his voice is so fun and unique and just great and when he goes that you santa claus you just want to like i don't know move (laughs) oh yeah it is incredibly fun because like i didn't know and like it kind this song kind of reminds me a little bit of um you're a mean one mr grinch yeah just kind of sonically it has that same sort of like creepy feeling to it creepy but on bottom (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but like it's you could kind of tell that he's just kind of having fun with it and goofing. Totally. And that's I mean, I think everyone just knows Louis Armstrong for like what a wonderful world. Yeah. So when you hear him doing something more playful, it's almost that much more exciting. <laughs> yeah. 
Because like because his voice, I think everyone kind of thinks of uh, what a wonderful world yeah. where it's sort of this pretty but melancholic song and then you have this and <laughs> your next song that's coming up yeah. where you can tell he's just kind of having a ball with it and trying totally. to entertain. Totally. And that's, I even like, honestly, down to the title of this song, I just think it's so like whimsical and fun. Like it's not called That You Santa Claus, yeah. it's That You Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and like you, yeah and I I tried to like guess what he was saying from the just from the title before I'd listened I was like mm-hmm. okay that's an interesting title no idea what <laughs> and then I was like oh it, like the second he says it I was like oh I get this yeah right you're like what where, where is this going and then yeah it's just it's so full of personality and it's another one that it's really not Christmassy <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but it's it's just so whimsical and fun and I don't know when I was a kid I literally would like jump off my ladder from hanging ornaments and uh, jam out to that you Santa Claus that you Santa Claus <laughs> I just thought that was so fun as a kid <laughs> it, it it really is like I think that this could lend itself to animation very well yes oh my gosh totally I don't know I feel like I've seen a lot of um the old like Frank Sinatra Christmas songs and stuff they've been doing those like animated music videos for I wonder if they've done one because that would just be so fun (laughs) if they haven't you know they they should hop on (laughs) yeah right on a cash cow (laughs) (laughs) especially now we need to like bring that song back to life maybe that'll be if I do like a full-length Christmas song I'll have to do like an updated version of (laughs) that you Santa Claus And you have to say it like that. Exactly. Yeah. It it doesn't work without the the energy and no. the, the whole, you know, you gotta go full Louis Armstrong on it. Absolutely. But it's just a fun song and it to- that that to me honestly is the epitome of Christmas right now. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, let's keep on rolling along into my next pick. Um, I'm Not Ready for Christmas by Chris Farron featuring Mae Whitman. I'm not ready for Christmas. I'm not ready for the freezing cold. I'm not ready for the questions. They're gonna ask me back home. I'm not ready for the questions that my family's gonna ask of. What happened to that pretty girl? She was so sweet. So. Okay, it's so go. funny because I'm like, I don't even know any of the, um, the most totally of the artists fair. that you had sent me. I was like, <laughs> I don't even know who these people are. <laughs> That's totally fair. Chris Farron is like, he's kind of become like a DIY punk celebrity in his own right. Um, but like, Excellent. only if you're in like that scene, do you know <laughs> <laughs> um, but he made one of my favorite Christmas albums, which is uh, called Like a Gift from God or whatever, which is the song that, which is the album the song is taken from. Um, and I feel like he kind of did his own spin on all the Christmas songs where he didn't, he didn't cover anything, but he kind of tried to capture that feeling with a little bit of like snark and silliness, but also yes. like some sadness to it. Yes. Um, and this song feels 
like a traditional Christmas song to me, mm-hmm. but it's this very mellow breakup song. So that's, so when we were listening to it and like, obviously I was like, all right, let me kind of focus on the lyrics, but it's, it's, it's grim. <laughs> yeah. Like, this um, poor guy. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, it, and I don't, you know, it's one of those things that it's just kind of both the people being unhappy, uh, where my favorite Christmas song of all time is Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues, um, which is another like duet of people that are miserable together. Okay. On Christmas. Um, <laughs> that one's a little bit more upbeat sounding, but yep. this one is just very much, I, you know, I think you know, something that a lot of people struggle with around the holidays, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, especially if you go through a breakup and you're like, okay, well now I have to explain to my family that I went through a breakup where, you know, your parents might know or a couple people might know, but then, you know, it's like, oh, I forgot. I have to tell my aunt and uncle that, you know, this person broke up. And Um, especially like, I... So I like wrote down some of the lyrics to remember, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I just always feel like, you know, it's like when your family kind of liked your girlfriend better oh, yeah. and you're like, what happened to that pretty girl? You know, it's not just like, what happened to that girl? She was horrible. <laughs> They're like, yeah. that really sweet girl. You lost her. Oh, yeah. what'd you do and wrong? It's, <laughs> it's just so, it's funny just because this was my anthem last Christmas. Okay. Um, and now I'm in like a loving relationship. Everything's fine. But last oh, Christmas good. I'd gone through a breakup and I was very sad about it. Oh my gosh. So, and it's the, that total feeling. You were like, this song is my anthem. Like, exactly. <laughs> and just kind of like, you know, the fact that it's very calm in the sense where if you don't pay attention to the lyrics, it could just kind of be like a, hey, not ready for Christmas yet, you know, mm-hmm. sort of goofy song. Mm-hmm. But uh, then the more you listen to it, the more you're just kind of like, oh, hey, yeah, this is... uh He's not doing too good. <laughs> no, but actually, like, I, the lyrics are actually really, like, beautiful. If you yeah. if you read it almost like a poem, which is honestly, like, how I kind of like to, to look at music a lot of the time. I mean, if you set that to, like, a different melody and had someone else singing it, that would just be, like, the saddest, <laughs> like, <laughs> most beautiful, um, you know, that just, like, sad christmas story uh but it's set in a in such a different tone when he's singing it (laughs) yeah and i think that's kind of there's a lot of songs on that album that kind of do the sort of a similar trick where he has a song on it called chris farron's disney's frozen um no way i originally thought (laughs) oh he's gonna do like a let it go cover and it's just kind of all about like I was a snowman and you were the sun and you were mean and hot and I was brain. And it's like, Oh, this is. Oh my gosh. Um, But he is someone that like goofs off and has fun. I, but anyway, let's keep on rolling along into your next song, which was another Louis Armstrong (laughs) pick this time with Velma Middleton, baby. It's cold outside. I really can't stay. Mama, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. I said it's cold outside. I wish I knew how 
tickled to death that you dropped in. To break this spell. You better break that spell. Oh, God. <laughs> My mother will stop. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. Um, you know, it was kind of like putting this list together. And I knew I wanted to include Baby It's Cold Outside. And it's because I've got maybe some controversial opinions on the um, updates they've decided <laughs> to make to it. Um and basically, like, I just kind of was looking for a version of Baby It's Cold Outside. I'm not particularly married to one. And this one came up. And I started listening to it. And again, just talking about the personality behind Louis Armstrong. Um, but, I mean, have you heard the John Legend and Kelly Clarkson version that they put out last year? Well, so I once you said changes they made recently, I was like, who was it that did that? So I typed it in and saw that it was John Legend. Uh, I did hear it like once. Um, well, it's just, I mean, I understand the world is changing. Everyone's just like thinking more about everything. But when it comes to like a classic Christmas song that we've all just yeah. been singing our whole lives and no one has ever meant anything more than something sweet and endearing, you know, when you're singing it to someone you like or whatever the case may be. Um, but kind of with everything else, it was canceled. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I, it's one of those songs that like, I, I love it. I, you know, yeah. and I, I understand why people might take issue with it, but mm-hmm. I think it, I think it depends on the context and the sense that it's, performed and you know done in and totally you can acknowledge oh you know there might be some controversial things but I think for the most part it's just sort of a silly playful song totally I I just kind of think of it as like you know when you first start dating somebody and it's that like oh you know I really I really should go and they're like no no stay and you're like but I have things to do <laughs> exactly I just like sweet flirtatious sort of uh you know back and forth and um I mean this particular version made me laugh because if you listen to it I mean it goes back to exactly what everyone's saying they think the song is about now um where he's like no 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 have have another glass of wine no 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 take take another drink and then at some point he tells her that he put um Swiss Chris in her drink which i had to look up um but it's um oh what the heck is it called a laxative (laughs) and i was like whoa okay (laughs) (laughs) but i was like all right this is what they're talking about when they say that uh uh baby it's cold outside is 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 in need of a revamp at the same time they're like joking about it and obviously this is like a live version and they're chuckling on stage and <laughs> well that's what i kind of like about this version a lot is you know, you could listen to any version of baby it's cold outside mm-hmm. and they almost all hit the same notes even the john legend kelly clarkson version yes, yes. um i'll be very differently but like this one really actually just sounds like two people having fun and goofing yeah. off on stage 
you know, you can kind of, you know, I didn't know Velma Middleton at all. I had to Google Neither her. did I. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I found out she was just like a member of his band and you kind of get that sort of live improvisational energy. Yeah. But you could just tell that they're two, you know, friends having fun doing this. Totally. And like making jokes throughout it. It reminded me a lot of stand-up comedy. Um, yeah. It's super, it has that definite like improv vibe and um, you could tell he's like reading the crowd and yeah. you know, noticing, kind of give, getting that chuckle and, and going with that. And she's laughing too, which I love. <laughs> yeah. I, I always think of, you know, and you can kind of see that it kind of feels like they're just kind of making it up as they go along. Totally. And when she's like, oh, I snuck out of the house. And then he's like, oh, Velma, don't never do that to your mama and papa, but stay here. <laughs> That's very funny. And like, it's very silly. It's not like, you know, it's not like any other version of this song that exists that I can totally. think of. Totally. And that was why I picked it. I mean, it just seems like they're just having fun and they're not worrying about singing it. Rather, as, you know, it, it's like a little skit. I yeah. love the part. I don't know if you picked up on this, but he's like, look out that window there. It's a nice bay window. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what is he saying? But he's just totally going off on this like tangent and trying to make her laugh and kind of trying to make her break character uh in their little skit and it's just i don't know i just thought it was such a fun version and yeah there's so many of them out there plus the new one with you know calling a a driver named murray to pick her up i just i thought it was fun to kind of actually listen to some of like the actual roots of where we've you know heard that song from over and over again i don't even know who does it originally i I I actually don't think that it had like an original artist. Yeah. I think that it was just kind of like a standard that people did. Because mm-hmm. um, like I think of my favorite versions are like you know Frank Sinatra or Bing yeah. Crosby, and then yeah. you know if you listen to it, you know up to now, every person that's done it, they all kind of feel the same. I used to love um, oh. Now I'm drawing a blank. Lady Antebellum, now Lady A. Oh, yeah. Their version of it. I I used to really enjoy. But they all kind of feel the same. And I really loved that this was unique. Totally. And that's, I think, I knew I wanted that song to be included, but I didn't know which version I would pick. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, this has to be the one. It just makes you laugh and you're like oh these are two people who really care about each other and they're having fun together as friends or whatever and I mean he's literally joking about putting laxatives in her drink (laughs) which is like I think it's funny because he's reinforcing the idea that everyone has when they listen to this song and he's like damn right I am (laughs) (laughs) so I don't know I just thought it was so fun and maybe like a little reminder for everyone to like take a chill pill and just appreciate the music and that you could have fun singing it (laughs) it doesn't need to be with a driver named murray (laughs) (laughs) let's keep on rolling along now to completely change the vibe and go to a bummer have yourself a merry little christmas by phoebe bridgers
gosh, I loved this. Oh, I'm really glad. <laughs> um, yeah. Phoebe is Phoebe had one of my favorite albums of the year. Um, and every year she kind of would put out Christmas songs. Um, and this year she compiled a bunch of them into an EP. But I think that her take on Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas has been my favorite. And I think just because I love that song in general, because it's, it, you know, it's sort of like what you had said at the top, where it takes on so many different meanings depending mm-hmm. on how you play it. Mm-hmm. Totally. And it's, I think it's a nice... Um... You know, I feel like this song is one of those just like very basic baseline songs. So yeah. everyone who sings it can put their own flair on it and their own spin and it's going to come out totally different. Um, and yeah, this was just like a cool, totally different, totally different version from anything I had ever heard. Yeah. The other version I thought about putting which I feel has sort of the same feeling to it is the Judy Garland version, Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, I think just because it's Judy Garland, I end up Mm -hmm. assigning a lot of sadness to. Totally. Just kind of the same thing with this, where this is just sort of a haunting, airy take on it, where it kind of makes me think about just standing outside in the snow and just kind of like being. Yes. It's so Um, funny, too, that you said haunting, because I don't know if it's, like, the album cover or what, the ghost, and I was like, what is this gonna be? (laughs) Yeah, she, um, so I actually don't know if it's on the current EP, but she had, like, a ghost thing for her first couple albums. Oh, okay. (laughs) Like, that was just kind of, like, her thing, and now I think she does less with ghosts, but, like... (laughs) (laughs) had that sort of like same image so yeah like she kind of (laughs) leans into the spooky aspects i mean hey got the job done it caught my attention so (laughs) (laughs) like what's this weird yeah like what the heck is this gonna be but no it was just cool i totally agree with you like definitely just like that standing out in the snow and just like feeling the I don't know this song it's just a totally different listen to a song that you hear on repeat every year a hundred thousand yeah. times and a hundred thousand you know different big pop singers singing it uh it was cool to hear a different take on it absolutely i i kind of think of it as if you're listening to my playlist in order and you go from i'm not ready for christmas that's when your family is asking you about the breakup <laughs> And then this song is when you're sitting alone drinking whiskey (laughs) after everyone's gone to bed and you're like, I can't believe my family asked me about that. I knew they were going to. Now now it happened. I told my parents, yo, tell tell aunt and uncle not to ask questions. (laughs) They said she was pretty. (laughs) No, that's totally, you're like, playlists, it takes you on the whole journey. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Did you do that on purpose or was that um, how it happened? I, I almost always try to get like some sort of a flow and there's okay. a little bit. Um, but yeah, but not necessarily. Th- I thought of that as. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny though. That's so true. 
Uh, yeah, but let's keep going on. Your yeah. next pick was White Christmas by Bing Crosby mm. and Danny Kay. Of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten and children listen to him. Yes, which another which, classic. I mean, a classic. Uh, have you seen the movie White Christmas? I actually don't know if I have. It's on Netflix, so you could watch it now. It's it's old. Like it's such a good movie. Um, I honestly, I almost picked a different song from the movie. Um. That isn't really a Christmas song, but I always think of because it's in right. the movie White Christmas, um, the song Sisters. Uh, but, they, you know, there's just like another total classic in my house. Growing up, we always watched White Christmas and I always just loved the like costume design and uh, it's just such a gorgeous moment. They sing this song at the end of the movie. Um and, you know, the movie is kind of like a musical vibe and they just have the most beautiful set and those just like rich voices. Oh, it's so beautiful. And then the whole choir kind of joins in. Um, so this is one of those songs, like, I think it takes a lot to trump a classic like White Christmas and make yeah. it. You know, some songs you just need to leave them be. <laughs> yeah. Well, it it's so funny, too, just because, I mean, this is another one. There are so many versions, but yeah. Bing Crosby is, you know, I I can't think of a Bing Crosby song that's not a Christmas song. He is, like, the voice of Christmas. Yeah. And he, <laughs> yeah, he has that real estate where, like, you know that album cover inside and out. And, yes. like, you know, yes. I, like, you know, if there's one Christmas artist, I don't, not Christmas art, but you know what I mean. If there's one <laughs> artist I really don't mind hearing every year, it's Bing Crosby. I always think of that white cover with yeah. just his face. Yeah. I, it's, I, I, I think that was one of the ones in like my mom's weird little Christmas library CD pack. Yeah. <laughs> but he, yeah, I mean, his voice is just, it is Christmas in a nutshell, if yeah. you ask me. And I feel like the songs that he's done are just such a staple to his voice. And we haven't had like a Bing Crosby since Bing Crosby. So I feel like to hear his songs done differently, no matter what, I'll always go back to like those original versions that I, I remember listening to. And then of course this one is just also tied to the movie and it's like the perfect ending of a sweet movie. Um, I'm so going to have to watch the movie. Just you really should. Oh my gosh. If you've never seen it, I mean like, again, warning, like it's, it's an oldie, but a goodie. Um, yeah. The effects are horrible and all that, but it's just like that typical like war love story. And there's this great song in the movie called Sisters. And it's, I mean, anyone who's seen it and has a sister knows the song and you've like decided which part you're going to play. But they're like fighting over the men and the men are fighting over the sisters and they all fall in love in the end and put on a Christmas musical when they're trapped in a 
hotel because of a blizzard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it's Christmas. Let's keep on rolling along into my next pick, which was Happy Xmas War is Over by John Lennon. And a new one just begun. And so this is Christmas. I hope you have fun. The near and the dear ones. The Classic. Cla- yeah. This is like um, the only song I knew on your list. <laughs> I think this was the only classic. Uh, there's one more like classic uh, later on, but this was by design the only like big song I'd really decided. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, when you were like listening to this this year, did you feel like this was like relative to this year at all? Um. You mean especially with the let's hope it's a good one without any Yeah, I listened yeah. to this song this year and I was like, you know what? Like, this song feels kind of relevant for the first time ever. And I, I did kind of chuckle at like, I always love like a bad rhyme in a in a song where it's like, I when I know you put that word in there, just because it just rhymed with the rhyme. word before it, it always makes me chuckle, even if it makes sense. Um, <laughs> but you're like, you know, that definitely wasn't his first choice without any right. fear. But um, I don't know. I just was like, oh my gosh, this feels so in tune with the way that I think everyone's approaching the holiday season this year. Yeah, just kind of hoping for, you know, some some sense of normalcy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and like, even the like, you know, so this is Christmas and what have we done? Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that like the the way the world we're stuck in is that way for everyone you know the yeah. whole for weak and for strong for rich and the poor ones totally yeah i just it, thought that was so interesting i'd never like felt this song before this year yeah that's that's so interesting because i hadn't thought about that <laughs> yeah i don't know i didn't know if you had picked it for that reason or not because i noticed it was like the only like you know kind of classic yeah. christmas song i was like maybe he's feeling this this way <laughs> i actually picked it because the david bazan album has a cover this, Did you, and, and you're like well, version, and i was like i should go with the original that one works really well <laughs> but no you are 100 percent correct uh just because like i don't it, yeah it's been it's been a rough year yeah, it's been Everyone interesting. Knows. And I feel like, you know, every year at this time, you know, get ready to make your your Instagram top nine. Uh, <laughs> we're like all oh, ready to reflect. So like, you know, we're all going to sit around now and like, huh, it's Christmas. What have we done? Mm. <laughs> and then we're all like, mm, nothing. We haven't done yeah. anything. <laughs> it was it's March like, last okay, week. <laughs> which selfies are getting the which yeah, selfies right? posted in quarantine are getting the most likes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. But yeah, it was just like, oh, it's such an interesting I feel like this this is a Christmas song that isn't about like looking forward to Christmas. It's it's almost like looking back at like the year behind you and then like the year ahead of you. It's yeah. almost more of a New Year's song, really. Yeah. And it had, you know, I also end up thinking uh, the the protest aspect of the war is over mm-hmm, if you want mm-hmm. it, you know, has yeah. always been, you know, for me being someone that like loved punk rock, even though, 
you know, John Lennon isn't necessarily a <laughs> punk rock guy. That whole idea of like, yeah, this is a protest song against war has always yep. like resonated with me. Totally. Have you heard um, Miley Cyrus did a version of this song? I think it was like two years ago, maybe. I feel like I had like it like recently yeah. on the radio. Yeah, and I might have heard it when it first came out. But yeah, I don't know. I just thought that's a cool version of the song that I. She keeps it pretty close to the original. I'll have to um, revisit that. Yeah, I just remember liking that version. Uh, let's keep on rolling along into your next pick, which was. Walking in the Air by Howard Blake from The Snowman. The people far below are sleeping as we fly. I'm holding very tight. I'm riding in the midnight blue. I'm finding I can yeah okay cool <laughs> it, it again like it's not really a christmas song but i don't even know like to be perfectly honest i don't know if the snowman is like a movie or like a short movie I- well so funny enough i went the first listen i gave to all your songs i did it like on youtube yeah um which isn't normally what i do but just kind of where i was that day i was like okay mm-hmm. i'm just gonna go through youtube so the animation had come up mm-hmm. and i was like i know this but i cannot place this. yeah yeah um genius says it was a 1982 uk animated christmas special so it's on a book I have no idea why my family must have had me watching that as a child. (laughs) Um, Like considering that was a little bit before I was born and, you know, we're here, but (laughs) um, I just always have known that song in the back of my head. And I knew it was from the snowman. And like, I would probably say to somebody like, Oh, you know, walking in the air from the snowman. Like I knew what I was talking about when I said the snowman, but I just imagine that like funny little doughy looking snowman character and exactly the scene that they show on YouTube of him, like flying around with the little boy. Yeah. Um, But I, based on like, very foggy memories i'm pretty sure it's like um a silent movie like a little cartoon of this snowman and this little boy well so the genius page actually says that these lyrics are the only words spoken throughout the whole 25 minute runtime so see I, i i don't know why i remember this but i remember it like way more prominently than i ever thought i did then because i do remember it just being like this song and i just think the song is so pretty yeah and especially with that um animation and actually now that i'm thinking it of it it, i'm pretty sure it's like stop motion animation too which just adds to like the kind of i don't know it it feels like you're reading a book even when you're watching the animation it it kind of feels like like the early Dr. Seuss uh, like TV specials where it's very much the book come to life. Totally. Um, But it's, it's so 
interesting just to kind of like watch it now because it, it like and knowing that it was from 1982 because yeah. it doesn't feel like that it feels <laughs> like it feels like it came out of like the late 50s or totally. the 60s or something um <laughs> I thought the and, same thing when I watched it. <laughs> yeah and like when it was in your and when it was in your playlist I didn't recognize it off the, mm-hmm. you know off the title but then as soon as it played I was like oh I know this and I know this movie yeah I'm like I don't know where <laughs> my gosh from. we were all just like born with this memory implanted it into our it's heads like maybe <laughs> it's so weird I literally I'm like I don't know why but I could like tell you the whole story of this snowman that I have no recollection of ever like you know, the, the way that I have the memory of, like, sitting with my parents and watching White Christmas and, you know, amongst other, like, Christmas movies, I don't remember, like, sitting down and watching The Snowman. But- yeah, it doesn't have the same, like, like yearly memory that something like a Charlie yeah. Brown Christmas yes, has. totally. Yeah. But it's, I don't know, I just think it's so beautiful. And I don't know if you, like, looked into it any more um, than I would know, but it sounds like it's, like, a little boy singing the song. So this, and granted, this is all just coming from the genius page. Yeah, thank you, genius. It it says, um, (laughs) it was sung by a choir boy named Peter Autty. Okay. I'm pronouncing that right. Who wasn't credited until 20 years later, and he was 13 when he recorded it. Um, Oh, and one of the things that I was also going to point out with this is how much it feels like a church hymn. And yeah. I think that's why, I, it, like, for me personally, it resonated so much just because, yeah. you know, this is something you could kind of picture just like going to cr- church, you totally. know, like, not like an, on Christmas Day, but like yeah. the week before Christmas. And, and like an empty church with just like yeah. that little like choir boy coming out and that like I don't know that that sweet sound it's just so pure the sound that like he's creating and you could totally see it like just billowing inside a beautiful big empty church but absolutely it's just it's- such a pretty song uh, and I don't think a lot of people know it and that's why I put it in the list because. I've known it every year as a Christmas song in my head. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm like, I'm very glad it's been like reintroduced to me. Yeah. Well, now I'm like, I want to find like the full animation and watch it again because I genuinely think that if I had to, I could probably like write out the whole storyline right now. And again, I have no idea why. (laughs) (laughs) But it's such a pretty song. And actually, um, Celtic or Celtic woman. I don't know how to pronounce them. Uh, Celtic. Um, Celtic, Celtic woman. Um, they do a version of the the song too, which I don't know if you're familiar with Celtic woman, but um, there's this okay. woman, Chloe Agnew, and she's in the group. It's like four women and they sing these pretty songs uh, with like a nice festive Irish flair to them but this one is just so beautiful and stripped down and her voice is so perfect for it so I think I grew up with the original and then when I heard her do it uh I mean it's probably like 10 years ago now I just fell in love with it again and so I'll have to check that out yeah it's so it's just pretty 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 is the right word definitely yeah 
let's keep on rolling along into my next pick, which is Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight by the Ramones. Yes. <laughs> um, this is the punk portion of my playlist. I noticed. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, this one I just kind of picked because it, it, so like, I feel like when a lot of punk bands do Christmas songs, they kind of try to do like jokey, silly songs where they mm-hmm. make fun of, um, you know, uh, like, uh, I, like Christmas and the feeling and like you know try to do silly songs where this one I feel is very genuine and from the heart even if it's not necessarily from a real uh you know Christmas uh perspective yeah 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 it's in- no I totally get I mean it's it's an interesting song because as, as soon as you like turn it on you're like i don't want to fight like <laughs> christmas <laughs> but then as it kind of keeps going and there's also like the nods to um the nutcracker is it with like the sugar plum fairies and all of that oh yeah there's like different like um lyrical allusions to like uh i know there's like the where's rudolph where is i'm gonna pull up the lyrics where's yeah. rudolph where's blitz and baby yeah um, I'm trying to find, I don't know if there's a Nutcracker reference. Oh, all the children tucked in their bed, sugar plum fairies dancing. There is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought I thought there was a Nutcracker reference, but I don't know. <laughs> but it, no, it just, just shows that that was a lyric that didn't, <laughs> all the years I've known it, it hasn't <laughs> popped out to me. <laughs> See, and that's why it's so cool that you do yeah. this because you can like reinterpret and like yeah. hear things in songs that you've never heard before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, how many, how many like Christmas, um, like breakup or like, you know, broken Christmas songs are there? I almost feel like, is there even a happy Christmas song? Cause this is another one that's like, it, I, I have the lyrics are like, cause Christmas ain't the time for breaking each other's heart. Like, yeah. <laughs> why are we all concerned about being so heartbroken at Christmas time? <laughs> I mean, for me, I always think of it uh, with this one too, especially just, you know, spending Christmas with my family every year, you know, mm-hmm. wake up, open presents, maybe there's breakfast, maybe there's not, but then it's like go to church and then we have to go spend time with the family or the friends yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And like there would always be like an argument between my parents or like yeah. them like, totally. like smile better for the picture. Yes. I mean, I feel like there's a pressure that comes with like holidays where, you know, almost that like thought in the back of your head of like, we're not allowed to have a bad day. It's Christmas. That like evokes these emotions of like <laughs> wanting to to pick and fight and all of that yeah. so I feel like it's a it's a relatable song I definitely when I heard the um uh you know like the opening Merry Christmas I don't want to fight tonight I was totally thinking of like my boyfriend's family he's one of six kids 
and it's five brothers and one sister. <laughs> and I'm like, has there ever been a Christmas where like some of you don't bicker? <laughs> but no, yeah. definitely I could see. And, and this is the, the like peak of your, your whole like storyline that you've created here. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're like stop asking about the girlfriends uh i don't want to no. fight <laughs> i could I make a christmas musical out of all, yeah. all of <laughs> oh my gosh those were like you remember when those were popular doing like the the song videos where you would like work everyday songs into like your own storyline your own little musical oh the, was the that whole just me? musical <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is yours. <laughs> <laughs> Let's but, keep on rolling up. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, into your next pick, which was Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Sam Smith. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light from now on. Your trouble will be out of sight. Have yourself. Yeah, I mean, that's we're back to have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yes. But <laughs> the one crossover. Because I mean, honestly, that totally says something about this song, doesn't it? That yeah. like that's the one song that both you and I are like, undeniably, this has to be on a list of Christmas songs. Does it matter who is singing it? Like it is the epitome of like a Christmas song. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yeah. And it's um it's just such a great melody too, I think. Totally. You know. and- I think that's why I like the Sam Smith version is because it's a, you know, more today version, but it feels so timeless and it just celebrates how gorgeous the melody is. And of course, how gorgeous um, their voice is. (laughs) I just read the article about Shawn Mendes and Sam Smith. So I'm glad I made that mental note. (laughs) Just... I feel like Sam Smith's voice is such an iconic voice. Yeah, and they have a very like, like you said, timeless voice. Where yeah, yeah, you know, they they would have been a star in any decade. Totally. I mean, you could pair Sam Smith up against almost like a Judy Garland. Yeah, it really has a very similar vibe. And is that that's the other version you were saying too, right? Of like, have yeah. yourself a merry little Christmas. So it's kind of funny. I'm sure that there were some inspirations just taken from like the tone and everything as far as choosing that song. Um, but I don't know. I just think that's such a beautiful, beautiful version of a classic Christmas song. And honestly, I, I feel like as a singer, when I'm listening to other people's versions of songs, I always have, you know, oh, well, I would have done this. Uh, (laughs) And when I listen to that version, there was nothing I would change. I just think it's so pretty. It's another like melt in your chair by a fire with a cup of hot chocolate. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) With like candles. 
Yeah, it bit. like very perfectly like sets sets the mood for Christmas. Yes, I want that to be the very first Christmas song I listen to every year as it opens with that just a cappella. Yeah. You know, have yourself. It's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I just love that and I think it's also a, a testament to how much I love it because it's one of the few um, more up-to-date Christmas songs that I included on this playlist. So bravo, Sam Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Let's keep on rolling along Mm -hmm. into my next pick, (laughs) Last Christmas by Lucy Dacus. Okay. <laughs> um, which, and I think that I, I well, because even though I think it's the worst song on my list, it, mm-hmm. I do kind of like that it's kind of a goofy, fun take. Yeah. Um, where, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Lucy Dacus at all, but she, her music is not like this at all. Oh, really? <laughs> she is very, like, <laughs> She has a very like old timey like singer songwritery vibe. Sometimes okay. she can like you know do a more you know intense song, more of like a rock song. But for the most part, the stuff I really like from her is more like bluesy singer songwriter cool. vibes. And then here she just kind of sounded like she was just kind of like having fun and goofing yeah, out, which is yeah. what I liked about it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, that's kind of refreshing. To be totally honest with you, this might be, like, this song in general, I think might be my least favorite Christmas that's song. Totally, <laughs> that's totally <laughs> fine. That's, it's, like, one of those things, too, where, like, this is such a famous, like, contemporary Christian, uh, not Christian, Christmas song. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot of Jesus on Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, trigger but, warning. <laughs> But I think because the original was George Michael and Wham. Um, yeah. And I mean, I always just kind of being someone that grew up being like a huge heavy metal fan. I knew mm-hmm. that like that was also like I knew comedians that talked about heavy metal that were would like just rip on Last Christmas so much. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, so like I've always had a little bit of like prejudice towards the song. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But, like, as I've gotten older, I've kind of come to enjoy different versions of it. Well, and even funnier that, like, you said this version isn't, like, the most serious yeah. version, which which lends itself, like, a, it's doing a favor to the song, <laughs> you ask <laughs> yeah. me. Well, because it's such a, it's such a syrup, it, it's such, like, a syrupy, sweet, like, sentimental, yeah. like, breakup-y type song. Yes. And, you know some you know there's a time and place for that but it's not necessarily one that I really like mm-hmm. in general um, I actually I, oh go ahead oh no I was just gonna say but I like Lucy Davis doing it well and I'm glad that you mentioned that this isn't her usual style because I'm like all right I'll go listen to more of her stuff <laughs> um, um so this is actually my 
my best friend's favorite Christmas song. And when she told me that I had to like tease her a little bit and I found this really funny, I mean, funny to me, um, this funny like meme where it's literally just like a picture of this like hand drawn hand holding like a real heart <laughs> and it's like last Christmas and then it shows the hand going the other way, like handing the heart away and it's like this Christmas and I just think it's so funny. <laughs> if I can find it, I'll tag you. And it's- <laughs> uh, I'll, yeah, definitely. That's so funny. But that's, that's what I picture when I listen to this. <laughs> that like makes me think of, there's like the meme too of like people like making like this is a good transition. Making like the parody Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On shirts. Yes. But it's like a heavy metal shirt. And it's like a <laughs> demon holding on. <laughs> which <laughs> provides a good transition into your next pick, which is Oh Holy Night by Celine Dion. Yeah. Christmas song and my favorite version of it too yeah um like totally um kind of talking about more of those you know actual sort of like religious and um you know actual religious music um yeah in in Christmas music form uh this song is just so gorgeous and there are so many versions of it and we actually just listened to um Carrie Underwood put out her album, My Gift, which is, I guess, her first Christmas album. I thought that she had had another, but she sings a version of this. And we were literally just looking up the lyrics yesterday because she changed the lyrics. Oh, did she? She did in in the part that Celine Dion doesn't actually sing it. It's actually like the choir sings it um, in her version. But uh, we were trying to figure out if anyone else had picked up on the fact that Carrie Underwood changed it. So it's um, change shall he break for the slave is our brother. Yeah. And and that's that's what um, Celine Dion sings and, and most other versions that I've yeah. heard where Carrie Underwood saying it is change shall he break for he is our brother. Oh, and, that doesn't really... Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were trying to figure out, and we thought maybe she just did it when it was live, but then I actually looked up the lyrics of Carrie Underwood singing it. So I was trying to figure out if there was any sort of affiliation to, again, just, you know, the, the John Legend and Kelly Clarkson sort of <laughs> revamping. I mean, if if I had to guess, I'd say it probably was like well-intentioned yeah um, but it, it this is it, it's a traditional christmas song and like it's yeah. you know it's inspired by the bible and yeah that you know change shall he shall break for the slave is our brother is probably you know is i mean i'm sure i can't tell you the verse <laughs> No, <laughs> but it's one hundred percent like an allusion to the Bible. Exactly, and that's we were just kind of talking about how changing the lyrics in the Carrie Underwood version. Yeah. I mean, 
again, I was looking up maybe an article for some explanation behind the change. And, and I was just curious to know, um, if there was a reason that they changed it or if it was just, maybe there's a different version that I didn't know of. I'm not really sure, but, um, yeah, it was just kind of interesting because it sort of changes the meaning of that line, but yeah, I don't know. The Celine Dion version uh, mostly is a singer. I'm in it for the high notes, so that's yeah. really why I like it. <laughs> she does it. She does it so incredibly well because she has such a powerful and iconic oh, voice. She's and nuts. It's it's just a song that you know everyone knows. And totally. It's so perfect for the holidays. Yeah, and and so perfect for her too. Um, of all the versions that I've heard, and there are so, so many, by far, Celine Dion's is my absolute favorite. And ever since I was singing uh, every Christmas rolls around, you could you could find me really jamming <laughs> out to that tune in my car and my kitchen and other <laughs> echoey places. <laughs> I'll take a Celine Dion Christmas any day. <laughs> Let's keep on rolling along into yeah. my next pick, which could not be more different than Celine Dion. <laughs> Sympathy for the Grinch by 100 Gex. My dream, my box was empty, Santa made an enemy today. What the fuck? Done being jolly, time to be naughty, think it's time we settle up the score. Fill up the wish list, let's cross some mischief, grab my keys, I'm heading out the door. Um, 100 Gex are, like, my favorite new artist. Okay. So I felt like I kind of needed to include them because this was a new Christmas song that they did. 100 Gex are just kind of the way out there, noisy, like, hyper-pop that I've come to really love. And it kind of, like, I tried to refrain for the most part from putting, like, silly Christmas songs on but this is kind of the exception where it's like oh this is we're gonna kidnap Santa song (laughs) which I mean when I saw the title I was like oh this is fascinating like what am I about to get myself into and I feel like this one slapped me in the face a little bit I was like what on earth is going on there wasn't really a neat place I could just kind of like put this in to transition nicely <laughs> into anything else. But um, I mean, cool. It's a cool song. I was stoked that they did a Christmas song and it just kind of sounds like everything else that they do. Which is the best. Yeah. Which is the best. They just decided to put the sleigh bells in. <laughs> again like that's how you make a christmas song i mean it's another one where like the the lyrics are just i mean the lyrics for this one kind of make me chuckle a little bit because i i also just love like when when people like don't try to be poetic Mm -hmm. (laughs) like they're literally talking about like xboxes and tvs and shirts yep (laughs) yeah Santa banging on the truck. Yeah. And like, I was good every day, but he didn't give a fuck. Like, that's yeah. awesome. I want that on a, my Christmas sweater next year. 
<laughs> that is like my favorite line just because it's so you know it, you could just scream it along yeah um, but let's keep on rolling along into your next pick which is a decidedly silly christmas song grandma got run over by a reindeer by <laughs> elmo and patsy grandma got run over by a reindeer walking home from our house christmas eve you can say there's no such thing as Santa, but as for me and Grandpa, we believe she'd been drinking too much eggnog, and we begged her not to go, but she forgot her medication. Yeah, that was like my little um, uh, like relief, comic relief of yeah. my list. <laughs> I feel like the rest of it kind of could have got you down a little bit, but I mean, I haven't heard that song anytime recently, but we used to, so my dad absolutely hates those like little funny Christmas things, or I guess they do them for all seasons. You know how Hallmark, like they have every year, the different like little animals and things that when you walk and past you press it, a button. Yeah. yeah. So like my dad's least favorite ones are the ones that you walk past on the motion sensor and they go off. <laughs> so naturally every year for Christmas, uh, everyone in the family gets get a new one. Yeah. <laughs> we literally have like hundreds at my parents' house. They're all in the attic. But so we had this one that was this like reindeer in a rocking chair. And that was the first time that I had heard this song. And like we were ki- kids. Yeah. Um, and we just used to think it was like the funniest thing and especially watching this ridiculous plush reindeer rocking in its own rocking chair singing it uh but i mean then i watched the music video when i was putting this list together i don't know if i've seen the music video i know that one exists but i don't think i've ever seen it it's like i mean it's so it's obviously like they do it in like a comical um way and like you know it's like very satirical but they're like, you know, grandma had too much to drink. They're like, let's drive you home. And she's like, no, I got this. And so she's walking home, gets run over by a reindeer. And then like grandpa's flirting with like the cousins. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh, is that, maybe I never really listened to it. Like, is the whole premise that like grandpa killed grandma? Is this like a murder song? (laughs) Uh, Well, I think it's kind of implied. It's one of the, it's kind of like, um, the song similar to the song i saw mommy kissing santa claus yes yes where the joke of the song is like oh the kid sees mommy kissing santa but mm-hmm. his dad is act his or her dad is actually santa yeah um, where this song could also just be yeah grandpa covered up grandma's murder by <laughs> saying it was a reindeer um, and what i like about the song is that it is just kind of morbid <laughs> Yeah, but again, they're, like, singing it, like, you want to be, like, swaying back and forth with, like, a big old mug of beer in your hand. (laughs) Like, everybody know. (laughs) I also always think of that um, holiday special from, I don't even remember when. Have you ever seen? I don't know. Oh, there's, like, okay, this, it came out in 2000. It was, like, an animated Christmas special. Um, I guess for the WB network and it's based on the song. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like an hour long. It's, (laughs) it's kind of dumb, but like, it's the people that did the song. They wrote like more songs. No way. 
Um, and yeah, and it's like this weird, like, it's kind of cool now that I think about it, but it's like this weird, like, anti-capitalism um, <laughs> Christmas special where it's like someone's trying to, like, buy grandma's store where she does all this Christmas stuff and she's like I don't want to sell it and then she gets run over by a reindeer and then the family risks losing the store because grandma isn't there and then she comes back at the end in the lawsuit it's weird oh my gosh I'm gonna have to try and find that because that just sounds amazing (laughs) I don't know where it's available um but it exists (laughs) Um, and this couple that wrote the original song um, wrote like a bunch of music for it too so like I I don't even know because I know that they were like a husband wife couple I don't even know if they're still together okay yeah yeah. beats me I just know that the plush reindeer in the funny rocking chair (laughs) sings this song (laughs) (laughs) yeah I highly recommend checking it out I'm gonna try and find it Anyway, let's keep on rolling along into my next pick, which is You'll Shoot Your Eye Out by Fall Out Boy. These are your good years, don't take my advice. You never wanted the nice boys anyway. And I'm of good cheer, cause I've been checking my list. The gifts you're receiving from me will be One awkward silence and two hopes You cry yourself to sleep Staying up, waiting by the phone Which I um, had heard this song before. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I figured I needed I needed another depressing Christmas song <laughs> um, by, you know, a mid-aughts emo band. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I, you know, I kind of like this because it's, again, just sort of a fallout boy song with Christmassy lyrics. They do incorporate, you know, the Jingle Bells riff into it, but otherwise yes. it just kind of passes as like, you know, you're sort of like standard Pete Wentz, you know, MySpace mm-hmm. poetry, mm-hmm. you know, just with Christmas references. Totally. I feel like, I remember when this song came out because um, my mom is a huge fan of the movie A Christmas Story. And so when I had seen You'll Shoot Your Eye Out, I was like, this must be (laughs) something affiliated with the movie. (laughs) (laughs) And I was surprised when it was not. the but, title reference yeah they did the fallout boy thing where they're like we're gonna make a reference to something in the title yeah i i mean i just remember seeing that being like oh yeah like this has got to be something about like the movie <laughs> <laughs> like oh no surprise it's just fallout boy being fallout boy <laughs> yeah i've actually never seen a christmas story you haven't i haven't Man. i know it's like a classic I, you know, I end up thinking it's just one of those things, like, I'm sure my parents must have seen it and didn't like it and then never showed it to me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that one's definitely a little, it's super, like, kitschy and just, but the whole, like, premise is, like, the little kid, Ralphie, like, wants a BB gun or something for Christmas and his parents are like, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. (laughs) And then Santa tells him that, too. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's like it, it's like one of those things that like I don't think I even knew that the title to this was a reference to that until I got much older. Oh my I gosh! Was just like oh, you know, they put Yule in, so it's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, that's literally the reason I clicked on the song the first time <laughs> that I had, like, seen it. <laughs> you know, it's just, one, it's one of, it's the thing Fall Out Boy does. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And, I mean, I think, sort of like the Chris Farron song, this is sort of the other side of the coin of a Christmas mm-hmm. breakup song, where it's about being angry yes. at the person that dumped you. Totally. Um, where it has all of the things that Pete Wentz had in his other songs too, where he's like, dedicate your last breath to me. Yeah. <laughs> where it's just over dramatic. Um, but I kind of love it for that. It's I mean, obviously like it's it just has Fallout Boy like written all over it. Yeah. But it is if you look at the lyrics, um, I mean, he's literally like, all I want for Christmas is like hoping that you cry yourself to sleep yeah (laughs) like oh shoot (laughs) like nothing says merry christmas like hoping someone cries themselves to sleep (laughs) it's yeah it it very much is similar to like i said other fallout boy songs of that era where he was very much like i'm upset at a girl that hurt my feelings yeah um which you know there's (laughs) At 26 years old, I'm not as interested in songs that are like that. But, you know, when I was a teenager, I was like, this is awesome. It's so fun when you can listen to a song and you could, like, put, you could pinpoint the place in your life where you're like, I would have really appreciated this when I was 16. Oh, that's, that's something I say so much with so much new music. I'm just like, I would have loved this when yeah. I was in high school. <laughs> It's so funny, like, as a songwriter perspective, I'll write a song and I'm like, well, my, this really came from my 15-year-old self. I can feel <laughs> that. <laughs> but no, this definitely has that sort of, like, that vibe of, yeah, just, like, retaliation and, like, you know, you broke my heart. Go screw yourself. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But Christmas style. <laughs> exactly. You could, you could put a Christmas bow on everything. Yeah. Exactly. A little jingle bell, a little bow, make it Christmas. (laughs) Let's roll on into your next song, uh, the Christmas song by Christina Aguilera. realize now i may have listened to the wrong version because you know, 2009 oh um, and i feel like gosh. i listened to an earlier one well so this is so funny i mean this is just like another this is one of my favorite christmas songs um and christina aguilera is like one of my original just idols and influences i literally had a, a christina aguilera perfume that i would spray on anytime i was going to be singing somewhere and like hope that it would just give me all of the christina vibes um <laughs> which i don't think ever worked but you you have to go listen to um 
the 2000, I mean, I saw it on YouTube, but it was the 2009 version of her singing it because as a huge Christina fan, it is horrible. Oh, is it? <laughs> This is what I was kind of saying where oh, I'm so excited when, <laughs> when I was like picking out this list, I just come off of that podcast of you talking to Frankie about songs that like aren't supposed to be funny, but make you laugh anyway. And this version of the song, I was like literally looking around as if I was seeing something that I shouldn't have been. I'm like, who let this <laughs> make its way into the world she just christina's all over it well so that was the thing that at least in the version i listened to which i think was from like 2000 or 1999 okay i didn't love or maybe i did listen to this i didn't love because to (laughs) me this is like the christmas song is something that you could kind of put in the background and ignore and i was like and she's making me focus on it too much (laughs) um she like turned it into something that it was never supposed to be (laughs) it also looks like funny enough she performed this on seth meyers last night no (laughs) way (laughs) oh my gosh i'm gonna have to do like a past versus present (laughs) i could be a little bit wrong on the time frame of that but youtube says it was uploaded 13 hours ago so my guess is it was like Monday night. <laughs> you wonder um, if she's like recognized the fact that like maybe she Christina a little too hard on the last <laughs> one and she's here to redeem herself. <laughs> so now I think I'm going to do all three of them side by side. Yeah. Because because like I said, even in the original, I, I thought I was like, this is way too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, and nothing against her. She's great. You know, totally. <laughs> But, like, I'm, like, I don't need to hear that. I'm, like, I don't need yeah. to, This isn't what I want. No. I think, too, when you think of the Christmas song, which it's been kind of funny in, in my house this month, um, I'm actually going to be putting up a cover of the Christmas song uh, in probably the next, like, week or, you know, just before Christmas. Who knows when it's going to yeah. make its way out. But so we've been, like, working on putting a video together for that and everything. But at the same time, we call my original Christmas song like, oh, yeah, you know, my Christmas song. So we had to start referring to the Christmas song as chestnuts because that's the line, you know, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Because I don't think a lot of people realize that it's actually called the The Christmas Christmas song. song. And so when I mention it, they're like, oh, your Christmas song? I'm like, no, no, the the Christmas Christmas song. Yeah. So we just started calling it chestnuts. <laughs> well, because it's something people don't necessarily, you know, everyone knows that line, but there's no, there's yeah. no line that says this is the Christmas. No, exactly. <laughs> and there's no real like repeating phrase, I guess, yeah. even. It's just a really beautiful song. Um, but yeah, I, I specifically picked that one because you needed to hear her Christina so hard all over it. I'm actually, I'm actually very glad that that was the way (laughs) you described it too, because when I listened, I was like, yeah, this isn't, I was like, this really isn't for me. And like, and like, it's one of those things where you never know how people are going to react when you say you don't like something they chose. And I was like, okay, I'm really glad. 
<laughs> no, I mean, I even, I saw it on YouTube and I was like, this is rich. Like this is just, and again, I'm a huge Christina Aguilera fan. Yeah. Um, so like for me to be like, wow, this is trash. I was like, I have to go to the comment section and just see all the people who agree, but nobody did. And everyone was like, best version of this song I've ever heard. And I was like, no, 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 no. So I felt like I had to voice my opinion about it. So thanks for giving me the avenue to do so. (laughs) Definitely. Let's keep on rolling along into my next pick, which is Please Daddy Don't Get Drunk for Christmas by John Oh my gosh. Get drunk this Christmas. I don't want to see my mama cry. Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. I don't want to see my mama cry. Just last year when I was only seven. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, so let me get your reaction to it first. I, so we, my boyfriend and I literally were like listening to these songs in the car. Yeah. And I, I, I'm going through the list and I'm like, what on earth am I about to listen to? <laughs> <laughs> but we kept listening to it and I was like, oh my gosh. I don't know. I poor this song is a trip. I guess yeah. it's like <laughs> the only way that I could put it. Like what a what a title, eh? Yeah. And then just I mean it's it's repetitive, but the whole thing is like this plea and you're like what am I what am I listening to? Yeah. Like <laughs> like I didn't mean to get wrapped up in your in your conflicts at home, sir. <laughs> Well, it, well, so I kind of picked it partially because it, well, I have a lot of different feelings about it where like it kind of is just a classic country style mm-hmm, song, mm-hmm. which I enjoy, but it's also a little bit, I mean, I don't want to say it's funny because it's also kind of a song about domestic abuse. Yes, yes. But it's, you know, just having Please Daddy Don't Get Drunk This Christmas is a funny line. Totally. I mean, it's it's like that shocking. It's like, what yeah. are those jokes where it's like, you know, like, why did the monkey fall out of the tree? Like, because it died. And you're like, ah, yeah. I have to laugh. <laughs> um, and I mean, I picked the, because my favorite genre of, I want to say Christmas everything, like music, <laughs> movies, and things, and I didn't really represent it on this playlist besides this, is like Dirtbag Christmas. Um, <laughs> sounds like, like a good Spotify playlist. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> but like, it's kind of like, like, like movies like Bad Santa or like yeah, yeah. the Beavis and Butthead Christmas special where totally. they're just sort of like shitty people celebrating Christmas. Yeah. So this song is very much an unhappy Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of unhappy Christmas, but this is, for lack of a better term, unhappy in a white trash sort of way. Yes. Yes. Um, so, and I mean, John Denver is just a very good storyteller all around. 
so like you can see sort of all the images and if you get wrapped up in it, you know, there, there is this tragic story of a kid seeing his drunk dad, you know, ruining Christmas mm-hmm. for the whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, but there's also sort of this, you know, nostalgic sort of tone to it. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. I mean, and it's John Denver, which I yeah. like kind of lends itself, but I was like, I have to know, how did you ever come across this song? Where did you hear this? Like, how did this song make its way into your life? I, it's, so I only found it relatively recently. Okay. I don't even totally remember how. <laughs> I think I was, I think I've softened a lot, but for a long time, I was very anti-Christmas music. Where <gasps> I was a like, Grinch? I was such a Grinch. <laughs> um, and I was like, I don't want to listen to Christmas music. I don't want anything. And like, you know, my favorites would be like, the night Santa went crazy by Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, um, yeah. Which like is just a funny, silly song. And mm-hmm. I was looking for just sort of alternatives to classic Christmas songs that could be a little different and strange. Totally. And I came across this one, and I was like, "Oh, this is me. This is perfect." <laughs> Let's keep <laughs> let the our last songs are much more upbeat. So let's roll on into okay. your last pick, which is "You Make It Feel Like Christmas" by Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton. <gasps> I want to thank the storm that brought the snow And thanks to the string of lights that make it glow But I want to thank you, baby You make it feel like Christmas It barely took a breath to realize We're gonna be a classic I mean, one of the few um, current songs that I had on my list, but, and I was just watching an interview with Gwen Stefani. Um, She was on Hallmark because she put out another Christmas song, I I guess this year. And it's like the song that they're using for their um, like Hallmark Christmas brand this year. But, um, you know, she even mentioned in her interview how like when, when she wrote this song, First of all, I just love her and Blake as a couple. I don't know why. Yeah. They just make me happy. But she like wrote the song and he kind of just wanted to get get in on it with her. And she was like, not to toot my own horn, but it just feels like a great Christmas song. And I, I totally agree. I just feel like it's a song that when it comes on, it makes me smile. And I love the sentiment of you make it feel like Christmas. Yeah. It's it's very sweet. I actually, you know, this was one that I I found this. I shouldn't say I found it because I had to write about it for work. But you know, I was doing a story for uh, my journalism job, just kind of based around uh, Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani getting engaged. Yeah, and I found the song, and I I think they've only done three duets together, mm-hmm. um, and I think the other two are Blake Shelton songs. Um, yep. and I think that this is my favorite out of the three just because it's the most like peppy and upbeat yes. um, and like you said the idea of you make it feel like Christmas is a very it's a sweet sentiment that you know 
doesn't it doesn't even necessarily have to be at Christmas. No, totally. It's kind of that like, you know, like home is wherever you yeah. are sort of thing. Yeah. I feel like too with this song it doesn't really fall into like another genre other than just like holidays. I don't know. It's not yeah. really pop. It's not really country. It's not really rock, but you just feel all those different influences. And um, I actually, I don't know about you, but I've just been loving like Gwen exploring this whole like country side. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I think, like, when you think of Gwen Stefani, the last thing you think of would be country. Right. And I just think, like, Blake is bringing out that side in her, which her voice actually really lends itself to. Yeah. I think it's definitely something that's going to be interesting to see where Gwen Stefani's career takes her now, just because, like, when I think Gwen Stefani, I think No Doubt and I think yeah. All That Girl. Totally. Um, <laughs> And like you know, it, it like even watching uh, their duet at the Grammys, I think last year, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, this is not what I expected." Yeah, and I think I, that was also when I figured out, when I found out that they were at the time dating. I I didn't realize they've been dating for like five years now. Yeah, they've been together for a very long time. Which I mean, I remember when, um, they first like. I remember like the first rumors and thinking like Blake Shelton, you know, him and Miranda, Miranda Lambert, they've got to be made for each other. But then I don't know. I just feel like seeing Blake Shelton and I'm not usually one to like get into like all the celebrity like drama and relationships, but there's just something about the two of them together that I think they're so different. Um, and they just like totally bring out these different sides in each other. That's been fun to see unfold with them as a couple, but I don't know. I just, I love, I love the idea of this song. I love the music video for this song. Um, and it, it gets stuck in my head. Like already it's playing through my head right now and I'll probably be singing it for the rest of the night. (laughs) Absolutely. This is probably also my favorite thing that Blake Shelton has done. Yeah, um, me too. Because I don't, I don't like his music, his solo music. I'm um, not. That's not my style at yeah. all. But I think just having him do something peppy that there's a little bit of a country twang, but not yeah, really exactly. And, you know, I think that just having this side of him has, you know, made makes me enjoy the song all that much more. Totally, and I feel like too they they nailed that whole familiarity of that Christmas feeling, but with a totally fresh take on it, everything that they're singing about and everything that they're saying, isn't just like another cliche Christmas statement. It's, you know, even it's just like we said with the the title of the song, you make it feel like Christmas. It's not really something that you've heard been said before, but it's that really familiar feeling. Um, so the whole song just kind of has that vibe and I don't know, it makes me smile. I like it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, let's bring this on home with my last pick, which was um, Carol of the Bells. I don't know how to pronounce the composer's name. Nikola Leontovich. <laughs> Oh. 
my girlfriend's gonna kill me. Um, <laughs> she's yeah, like I a classical music person, so I'm like, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. So this one, I kind of went full blown, full blown traditional yes. for my closing, um, where I didn't specify a version, but everyone knows Carol the Bells. Um, you know, I I thought about putting the Trans Siberian Orchestra version. Yeah. Um, because I feel like that's probably the most famous version. I think that's the one that I was the most familiar with. And when I listened to this, I was like, is this? No, <laughs> this is different. <laughs> um, but I, I kind of prefer the choral arrangement. Yeah. Um, because it, it feels like, it feels like the church songs that I like around the holidays, but it also, it makes me think of like high school chorus when I <laughs> were was, you in high school choir? I was in high school chorus. <laughs> so it just makes me think of like being the person like like, you know, sitting in the back row with, you know, my buddies, you know, doing the bass part. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, having like the holiday concerts and things that were always just a good time. And it just kind of brings me back to that. Which totally. is you know, I would never want to do high school again, but I'm like <laughs> At 26, I'm like, yeah, high school wasn't that bad. <laughs> it wasn't. And I, I totally, I mean, I can so relate to that. We did like huge Christmas concerts every year yeah. and I was in every choir that my school allowed me to be in. <laughs> and yeah, I feel like this is just like one of those staples. And if you're, if you've been in a choir, you know, the, um, the the grueling rehearsals of just yeah. perfecting your your ding dongs over and over. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. That's not even so because I always think of like the fast part, but I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. You know, my chorus teacher would just kind of be like, "You have to hit it like this. You have to do it like this." Yeah, hold on to the. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Where that goes against everything else that anyone's ever known in choir, but totally like this, I. It, it gives you all that like nostalgia of of that annual like tradition of singing the classics in, in your holiday concert and putting on your nice outfit and they let you wear red for the concert <laughs> oh they didn't let the they didn't let anyone <laughs> no oh actually we, maybe we couldn't either i just remember um we the guys all had tuxedos yeah um, we had like the, tuxes and choir dresses yeah, I just I remember the girls always hated the the choir dresses. They were horrible. Um, <laughs> but I don't, it, it's just one of those things that like, you know, there the chorus teacher would pick like three, you know, Christmassy songs mm-hmm. and then like, you know, you'd watch, you know, your school's orchestra do, you know, three more Christmas songs yes. and then there would be like the pop choir or whatever that would be you know Mariah Carey and like it's it's ultimately like a feel-good thing it's so funny like you're bringing up so many memories for me right now because I literally I mean I was that person I was in orchestra and like three different choirs and then we had like a theater class that like helped run the um (laughs) the concerts and I would be like running back and forth and like the orchestra teacher allowed us to wear like a Santa hat while we played. So I was <laughs> grabbing that and my high school, um, I went to Brewster high school and, uh, 
we had our like traditions of every year the band, the wind ensemble played um, the sleigh bells, um, you know, just like the super yeah. traditional with the the horse clap. And our chorus actually every year did um, the uh, hallelujah. And they always invited any like choir alumni to come up and sing oh, with them. Cool. And you just made me think, I'm like, oh, shoot, this year we won't be yeah. doing that. I don't think I've actually done it since I graduated <laughs> high school. It's not cool till it's like 10 years later. Right. <laughs> you, it's just nice always knowing that you could have. And now, yeah. like, now I don't even have the option. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shoot, that might have been something I would have done. But I guess maybe <laughs> next year. But totally, yeah. yeah this, this song is I think everyone has like a memory of whether you've, you were singing it in school yeah. or just uh, even as And even if kid. it's not this song in particular, yeah. it could be, you know, any other number of them. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And it puts yeah. like the perfect bow on like a Christmas playlist. Is exactly. that one that everyone has done? <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Okay, cool. So now that we've run through the 10 songs, did you have any honorable mentions that you want to shout out? Oh my gosh. I got to the end of the list and I sent it to you and I was like, I forgot all of my favorite (laughs) Christmas songs. But I think that's the wild thing is like, I don't think I realized how many Christmas songs there were until I was like putting a list of them together. Yeah. Um, so I think I would have to say the one that I was like, mm, I might have swapped out and put on the list would have been Santa Baby. <laughs> that's totally fair. <laughs> I feel like that's a song that like every girl wants to put on their Mean Girls Christmas <laughs> outfit and just sing Santa Baby. <laughs> that's totally fair. <laughs> yeah. Did you have one that you forgot or um, left out? I I didn't just because there were, like I said, there was a, I did a Christmas episode You've last done this, year, so yeah. I included a bunch then, but you know, if there were some that I wish I could have included, Christmas Time is Here by the Vince Guaraldi yes! trio, um, you know, I think the the Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack is probably the one that resonates the most with me. Totally, totally. And another, just like nostalgic, everyone, everyone knows it exactly it's just it's so great so perfect and like it's kind of like the lazy christmas vibe (laughs) which i i'm okay with that (laughs) (laughs) no there's honestly just like too many to choose from yeah and it's wild that every year there's more yeah and (laughs) everyone always writes a new one um Someone told me, like, there's a Kelly Clarkson one this year that's new that I don't remember off the top of my head, but I guess she's performed it a lot the past, you know, month or so. I'll have to listen, because I actually, I will say, when it comes to, like, newer Christmas songs, I think Kelly Clarkson has totally nailed um, that that sort of little niche. Um, her Wrapped in Red album has some really, really good, like, current Christmas music. And I actually also just listened to, um, I don't know if you know Tori Kelly, but I'm a big Tori Kelly fan, and she put out a Christmas album. 
And there's a song on there called the 25th. And that's another really cool updated, um, just like fun new Christmas song that I could definitely see myself listening to in the future. Cool. Cool. Maybe I'll play the 25th as like the outro. (laughs) Yeah. It's actually, it would be perfect for that because it's, it's got that sort of like vibe. (laughs) So I'm going to hit record, but uh, stop record, but we're going to go out on the 25th. This has been a Lug Hole Podcast.